0: hi this is chris and this is john and you're listening to the nerdy dad cast it'd be pretty cool if we had like a video version of our podcast when we take our pause there for post-production um where we insert our theme music but we sort of pretend that we hear it so like you know there's the head bopping dancing you you just did the air drums which was pretty snazzy
1: i did i was in on that today yeah i think uh once we get up to you know a certain threshold once we hit the thousand users thousand listeners thousands of listeners then um we should probably do a video podcast too and we can just record and you know do it in a pub i hear those were things in the old times so uh yeah live live podcasts and all that that'd be cool yeah i mean
0: the new pub will probably be like a case-enclosed plexiglass booth which Helps keep the ambient noise from the pub out of it, but then I don't entirely believe plexiglass coated bubbles are audio treated.
1: No, probably not. I mean, we'd have to get a we'd have to get a sponsor and a special. We could get like our own special dome and our own special pub. I, I'm dreaming here because that's what COVID has brought me to do. Mm-hmm. Well, if
0: we do get a sponsor, I, I expect we get free wings, like the pub who sponsors us, because that's who it would be. It would be the pub. That's yeah. one of them.
1: Yeah. So. That's pretty much a good deal. We show up, we get a beer and free wings for the night, and I'm happy.
0: Yeah, I think that I could could totally record an episode uh, with free beer, a free beer. Do we have to share the free beer, (laughs) or is it a free beer each?
1: Yeah, we split it into two smaller glasses. It's it's a Mm. free beer each. Three bar for both of us. Got it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. You gotta start small and, and work your way up. But no, we're we're here uh talking about what those times will be when they are, when they are, whenever that will be. And yeah, we're recording this tonight on Valentine's Day. So I'm
1: happy to say that Chris is my Valentine's tonight, and that's it's it's been an honor and a pleasure. And you know, I feel the love from over here.
0: Well, I'm trying to think, what was it that I I texted you like when we were coordinating as to when we were gonna record? I think I said uh, oh, I like you a latte, in my <laughs> Valentine. Very original, right? Yeah, uh, heard that
1: one before. No, that was took entirely new to me.
0: Yeah, but uh, no, we are are recording in Valentine's. It's also a very unique moment for us. Uh, at least here in uh, Metro Vancouver, we had snow, and the tropical Metro Vancouver got a little snowy. We had snow, uh, lots of it. I mean, for us, lots of it. I mean, if you live out east or in the interior or places where it does snow regularly, you probably look at our snow and you're like, ha, ha, ha. But for us, this this was pretty serious stuff. Did you get outside? Yeah, actually, um,
1: I, I did myself, but the whole thing was once I saw the snow coming down in the morning, I mean, we never know if we're going to get snow or not here on the balmy mm-hmm. West Coast. And uh, so, yeah, when I saw the snow coming down, I was sort of like, I was kind of hoping it would stop because, you know, COVID and all the people and all these things we've talked about in previous podcasts, once snow comes out, that's all out the window. And the kids have to be outside playing in the snow and playing snowballs. Mm-hmm. And we live in the west end of Vancouver. West end of Vancouver has a very famous sled run called Goose Poop Hill. And during the normal part of the year when there's not when it's not covered in snow, the hill is covered in goose poop. You would not want to go on it. But when there's snow, oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful snow track. And everybody in the neighborhood goes there. So you have hundreds and hundreds of kids sledding down the hill and so i mean how can you stop that the second the snows in the air you have to be out there so we didn't this year actually i um mm. kids went outside; they enjoyed the snow they went out there and had snowball fights with their neighbors and we yelled or my wife more so yelled keep your distance keep your distance keep a meter keep a meter off the patio and um and yeah they had a great time and i mean i think they're probably going to remember that for for most of the year now so that'll mm-hmm. tide us over that's for me I had a nice long walk through the snow because it was it was quite nice. So yeah, I I did get outside and enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, we we obviously had to get outside. I mean, having the uh the young baby force here, it was it was a requirement. In fact, if we were to rewind a few weeks, there was uh, a threat of snow like we had a a special weather statement that said there was the possibility of snow. And my wife made the mistake at that time, telling our daughter that there might be snow. And our daughter heard that as there will be snow. So when she woke up on, I think it was the Saturday morning and looked outside and saw rain. Cause that's, that's what we get. Uh, we had a meltdown cause you know, my, my wife lied to her. How dare she? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. So thankfully the white stuff did fall from the sky and, and, uh, we did uh, get out, um, a little off the rails here. Uh, I also had a very pleasant trip to the uh, Costco because I gather most people stayed home with the snow in the ground, whereas me and a few others, we had a great time at Costco. It was probably the quietest it's been throughout the pandemic. And while I go like my routine Saturday morning, first thing get there when it opens, And it's not bad. Um, This was, this was great. Had like almost an entire warehouse to myself. So loaded up in all sorts of great cereal deals.
1: (laughs) That's the way to do it, obviously. Yeah.
0: But uh, when we got, uh, when we did get out, uh, you know, my, my daughter, baby four, she, uh, she did say that she wanted to throw snowballs. And so snowballs were thrown. She didn't quite understand it when you say you can throw snowballs at me, that that doesn't Equate to, I'm saying this out of kindness, but not because I want you to. So daddy got in trouble a few times.
1: Also, do you go for the, you can throw snowballs just not in the face kind of deal? And then you get hit in the face anyways because kids don't have any
0: aim? Well, she, so Baby Force, what she does is she just groups snow up in her hand. She doesn't actually pack it together in a ball. She comes up at you and then she sort of, you know, tosses it your general direction. And so it's more like a snow shower. And with the height difference, you know, she kept throwing it at my stomach. Um, I would, I made snowballs and I just sort of heaved them sort of in her general direction. I only pegged her once. That, and I, I wasn't trying to hit her. It's just that she moved, and unfortunately, that snowball that was going to land a foot to her left landed a well, not a foot anywhere else, a plunk right on the head. So I'm thinking,
1: of, I'm thinking about like when we were kids, and you know, there was always that jerk kid in the neighborhood that would have either chunks of ice inside a snowball or mm-hmm. rocks or something and i'm thinking you know it's probably a thing to teach our, our kids to defend themselves or to you know have that power to no maybe I'm, I'm off on a thread here and i'm probably not gonna bring it back around putting rocks and snowballs isn't a good idea even for our daughters so uh mm-hmm. so yeah no i'm not gonna go with that one
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, then growing up, there was a kid on our block that used to, he would have like a bucket of water and he would add a little water to the snowball, which essentially made it ice. And, uh, you know, for those of uh, you who are not around Metro Vancouver, like our snow when it snows is really wet, chunky snow. Um, It's functionally an ice ball when you make the snowball and then you add a little more water and it's, now a, a deadly weapon, so yeah. Yes. No, I'm not going to teach baby force to do that.
1: No, it's generally good for the first three hours that it's up there, and then suddenly after that it's just kind of slush and wasted usually. I mean, I heard a good analysis of it today where normally we get snow on Saturday, and then by Sunday it's gross, and by Monday it's gone. So that's kind of the West Coast way.
0: And it's trending that way right now. Yeah. It's warmed up considerably. Um, but uh, back on on point, when we, we went out or just prior to, to going out for – uh, for our walk in the snow and uh, throw snowballs and have a good old time, uh, which, you know, baby force was totally psyched to do. Uh, we had a a moment where she decided that she was going to bring her, her baby dolls with her out in the snow. Um, and she, they needed snowsuits. And so my wife explained that, you know, we're going to, we'll leave them here. They'll be too cold. We don't have snowsuits. Like we're, you know, she's trying to reason with her and, And and our our three-nager proceeded to disagree with that sentiment and instead of obviously, you know, uh, coming back with a rebuttal, um, proceeded to have a a meltdown in the bedroom. And when uh, my wife sort of allowed her the opportunity to get this energy out of her system and and walked away, um, our daughter did not like uh, the court being recessed and proceeded to um, more vocally express her displeasure. That's when, uh, daddy was asked to go and, and speak with her. And how did you do when you did that? Well, I'm pretty balanced. I, I won't say I, what I say is the best or, or because again, I don't know, but I'm, I'm calm and I'm like, okay, this here are your here are our choices. If we want to go out, this is what we're going to have to do. Um, if you don't wish to go out and you wish to continue what you're doing, you're more than able to do that, but I think you want to go out. I want to go. out. Okay, cool. This is what we're going to do, and she then presents the argument that unfortunately failed at the court of mom uh, to the court of dad. And the court of dad is—it's is, not the nicest of courts in this household.
1: It's also not a separate court. You have to make sure that you—the court of mom, court of dad, are the court of we're a team, and you know you can't. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. It, it, it's and that's the thing is there isn't a court of appeal. Like really, it's the Supreme Court had already ruled. Um, I'm not entirely sure if if baby forces sort of you know figured that up but there's no mom and dad you know scenario here and I'll admit when I was a kid, I may have tried to file appeals in separate jurisdictions. But uh yeah, um choices were provided and she chose option C, which was none of the above. It's always a really interesting moment. I mean
1: in the moment when you're doing that, you want the child to listen to you and to go with your way because you are the parent and you are the ultimate authority or you think so in your head anyways. But at the same time, you kind of want them to have a strong voice and have opinions and have and be able to fight for themselves and fight for what they believe in and all these other things. So suddenly, you know, you're trying to weigh that, but you really just want them to listen and you want them to sort of, you know, have those things, but not with you, with other people would be great. To make mm-hmm. sure they have that strength. And just not with mom, not with dad, but, you know, anybody else, absolutely. You know, tell them what you think and make sure your opinion's heard. So to balance that when you're in the moment is quite uh, – it can, can be quite challenging. And I don't know about you, but, I mean, I'm also generally quite calm. But there is like a certain tone of voice that just makes me go, "grah" and turn oh, it yeah. – and turn into monster dad and suddenly I'm monster dad and I have to be concentrating on a getting myself to it, keeping a level of voice of myself because that's not always easy and keeping my daughter or son's voice intact and sort of balancing all those things when yeah, it's and you know, there can be other factors in there as well. So yeah, it's a really it's a difficult juggling act and I don't I don't have any s- real recommendations for you other than you know, you'll you'll make it you'll get there you'll you'll be good.
0: Yeah. Well, the, uh, the choice of option C obviously did not uh, go well in the eyes of the court. And, uh, we had to have a momentary recess of approximately 30 minutes, um, where, uh, baby force was placed in, uh, daddy's arms of detention, uh, in bed <laughs> as we, again, it wasn't as if, um, I was still on plowing or the choice, like here are our choices, but we're we're going to calm down and we're going to, where I'm in a timeout, which again she she did she didn't like the first two choices this new ruling didn't hit the mark and i and this is the difficulty it's like it's like how how do i how do i approach this differently how do i i i how what well, like i'm you know i'm i'm reasoning through my head as if there is a, a an actual answer here right cuz i i her reaction was not what i had expected here i was thinking i'm dad of the year and really i'm just you know Hanging Judge Chris Yeah. light of a brick description.
1: I mean, ultimately for me, generally when it happens, you know, I'll give either of them their own space first off. And, you know, they're generally going to be upset and crying and screaming and or whatever. So I give them their own space to go and then give it a couple minutes. I mean, I don't like leaving them alone very long when they're in an absolute storm of a mood so i will go in and ask if i can enter their room because you know we make sure everybody has their own boundaries and their own spaces and Mm -hmm. even as dad i can't just charge into their room unless i have permission first and then you know i'll sit there and just stay calm and stay silent until they want to talk or hug or whatever the case may be and you know reinforce and we've always tried to, you know, we don't speak, we don't, we've never speak in baby talk or child. We we don't ever speak down to our children. We always speak to them as though they are human beings. And, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, eventually we will have the conversation. And so this, so, and I will explain, you know, this is what I was feeling in that moment. And this is what I think you were feeling. And can you tell me what you were feeling? And then we sort of go there and try to uh, try to mediate a little bit, which in the yeah. moment isn't always easy. So that sort of those few minutes you take in between can make all the difference. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, you know, it's mentioned something you mentioned was space. We don't actually have a space for her here as much as we've tried to create something. Um, I mean, she's in our bedroom. That's where her, her bedroom is. It's, it's one and the same. Right. And that's where I find that there's this difficulty is that, um, she doesn't have the escape from the court, as we might call it, uh, that that others might have. I, I actually kind of wish she had her own space. You know, whether it be somewhere she could go, um, you know, retreat to, or simply a space to call her own. That yeah, mom and dad mean, you know, to to respect, and that's the difficulty. I mean, ultimately. Once the energy that she had in her system had found its way out, I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer that when when someone has energy, um, trying to capture it as if you're holding on to a balloon never really works out well. You know, it's that balloon flying around like really white. Why grab it? It's going to allow itself out, and it you know it wasn't it's not dangerous. She just needed to, like any person, vent until the balloon explodes but
1: even then. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, in this particular case, the, she calmed down and we ended up going out for our walk in the snow and uh, everything was great. Plus, you know, where else can you go to start throwing snowballs at, you know, hanging judge Chris in the court of mom and
1: dad? (laughs) It's true. And when you're mad at dad, I mean, that's a great time for snowballs to be around. I mean, that's,
0: that's perfect. I would give you a good shot or three if I was three years old so you know here we are we're thinking oh yeah everything's worked out great and you know we live um for our listeners that might know it's like where where i live compared to where you live you live where there's hills such as goose poop hill yes. where i live there's uh goose poop field which which is real flat um i mean i i live in a, a, a river delta so if there's a hill it's because there's an overpass which Occasionally, you'll be driving along and you'll be like, oh, look at these kids flying down the side of the overpass. And occasionally, they pick up enough speed where you're like, hopefully, they don't hit the road. And, you know, yeah, that goes on year after year. We
1: have that where if they go far enough, they go into the ocean. So, I mean, at that point, it's kind of okay. It's better to go into the ocean, I think, than going to the road. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they
0: both have perils.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously. But to go back, yeah, to the great and mighty Canada goose, which, you know, is a symbol of it's a very symbolic thing here um yeah they poop a
0: lot and mm-hmm. everywhere and yeah yeah well you we get i don't know if you get them all that much but we also get the snow geese as they commute through uh from wherever the heck it is they go in the winter from siberia and back i think it's siberia to florida from, for the winter yeah yeah something like that anyhow um where we live, though, um, is near the river, and one of the things that Richmond has close to the river is a diking system. It's actually a series of, of, of dikes throughout the, the city, and where some development has occurred, it's actually been raised up even higher. And so it's actually a pretty decent hill if you wanted to have you know a toddler or whomever sort of sled down, or if you're an adult, as some of them were doing it, because really, where else are you going to go down a hill? And we don't own a sled. Like, why, why would we own a, a sled? I mean, never snows here, and when it does, it's not like there's anywhere to really use a sled outside of, you know, pulling it. So we get to the hill, and obviously Baby Four sees others using their own sleds, and she's now upset because we don't have one. And my wife encourages her, well, maybe try to sit down and slide down the hill as if it's like a, a slide. But see her snow pants? There's no, I don't know if they're made out of like sandpaper, (laughs) but there, there was no, there was no sliding and it's like full on meltdown. Not only do we not have a sled, I want to slide and it's not working.
1: See, we did it last year and I mean, we, we actually do have the sled. We went out and bought the sled when my son was very little. And it's only used once a year, or once every other year, and it sits in a spot. And I mean, I, I know you don't have a lot of space and we don't have much more space, but we still have enough to put the sled there. And it's it's definitely mm-hmm. worth the yearly thing. But I mean, my whole thing is like last year, we, we, had, we also had snow last year, which is kind of unusual. We don't often get snow every year. That's just kind of weird here in Vancouver. But last year we had snow and I took the kids and took the sled down. And went, and I thought that I was still in my 20s or something, but I I, <laughs> I laid both the kids on the sled, and I was also on the sled, and we started off on the hill, and it was the one spot on the hill that is a bad spot to go down, and I saw it. There was a manhole down at the bottom, a, a sewer grate, and, but I was already moving by the time that happened, so the way mm-hmm. I hit, I saw it coming. I couldn't jump off. I couldn't stop, and I was trying to save the kids. So I did, but I hit it really, really hard. And I pretty much swore I broke my back in that moment. And I laid in the snow and screamed for a solid two or three minutes, which actually scared my kids quite a bit because I didn't think I could move. And slowly, after a while, I mean, people around me saw what happened and were like, oh, my God, and we're running over and stuff. But I suddenly realized I could feel my toes. So I wasn't paralyzed and I kind of got up, but I was really, really sore for the rest of the day and actually ended up in an emergency later that night. So the point of that whole story is A, be careful with you're sledding, but B, I can also use that now where I'm like, you know, remember that time when dad, really hurt himself badly. Like, oh yeah, no, no, we don't want to, we don't, no, no, we don't want to go <laughs> sledding. So yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah. I, I think we'll probably pick up a, a very basic sled. After sort of, in fairness, like for, for us, we've never thought about it. Like our daughter had, was never really old enough where that was even a thing. Now she's reached that age and she's, she's seen what other kids are doing and having fun. And she wants to be involved. Um, on that trip to Costco, I had contemplated, do I swing by Canadian tire and maybe look, because I know we don't have one, but then I'm thinking like we don't have space where we're going to start. Like, I'm thinking in practical terms, not in the moment, not in that one day of year where we may get snow and how much fun they will be. But then I, I think back to like my childhood and, you know, growing up in Vancouver, um, where we lived was uh, in in sort of Point Grey, Camosun. And I would shoot down the hill and at the bottom of the hill was Camosun Bog, which... Um, you know, there's there's nothing in there but blackberries and mud and muck and whatnot. Um, but the cool thing is that as you're sliding down the hill, at least you know that you're not going to go into the traffic. I mean, never did it occur to me that, you know, I'm on a road, but whatever. I loved that. Uh, and that was when my parents had like one of the old school, like metal barred sleigh tread things. Like that sucker I, got some serious speed. I remember being
1: probably ten or eleven, and I mean, I grew up in Surrey, which is a little different. Again, for our listeners outside like the Lower Mainland, it doesn't really mean much. Although, actually, Surrey does have sort of an international reputation sometimes. But um, what we found to do at about ten or eleven was you go out to the street and you make like a like a carrying sign with your hands. And then car, any car going by would stop and let you grab onto their bumper, and you and you <laughs> and I forget what it's called—is like sketching or something. Or it was, but it was a big thing in the '90s and '80s. And we so we would grab onto these bumpers and just like go down the streets before they were plowed and be pulled. And it's incredibly dangerous. Don't ever do that. But uh, that's what we did back in the day, and I'm somehow still alive. So you know, hey,
0: you know, I'm genuinely surprised that we are alive considering some of the things that we used to do. And I mean, generationally some of the things that our parents used to do and their parents, like we go back in how the human race has continued to, to, to keep going blows my mind with some of the silly stuff. Like, okay, uh, we're really off the rails here. That's okay. Um, in, in Vancouver, um, there were two different parks and I don't know if it was just a matter of, um, convenience or design, but, uh, these two different parks had swings that were essentially at the edge of a hill. And then we're not talking about a huge hill. Like it would be maybe like five feet down to another sort of plateau. But as a child, like, what am I doing? Oh, well, I'm swinging obviously towards that because that's just, uh, an opportunity for me to fly. And so, you know, how many times I would just swing and throw myself off the swing and get how much ever airtime and then at additional five feet before I hit the ground and did my like barrel (laughs) roll or whatever, Um, uh, you know, or they used to have like at, at my elementary school, there was a tree like a willow tree with real strong branches you could swing on them like tarzan and i used to do that and i uh before a soccer practice i swung off the hill and i landed on my wrist the wrong way and then i continued to play soccer even though i hadn't like my actually fingers wouldn't move mm-hmm.
1: yeah i've done that so, sort of thing too yeah
0: yeah i i can't say i've done the the whole on the behind the vehicle snow thing but i've seen others do it and I, when i was growing up i kind of i kind of wanted to
1: yeah it was fun i'll tell you that
0: yeah. Anyhow, again, how how we and and the generations prior to us survived just blows my mind. But uh, yeah, no, she she had another um, very public um, a disagreement with with mom and dad, and that was fun. I mean, you can tell like there's there's parents there that are obviously observing what's going on, and they're like, yeah, in there a few other people who, you know, judging by the looks on their face, they probably were judging, but I don't really care.
1: My no, daughter had upset,
0: and she expressed it. And that's the thing. I mean,
1: you you have to look at that as sort of, yeah, if you have kids, everybody's been there at some point, and, you know, I usually have some sort of empathy for the people that are going through it myself, and wouldn't really give the whole judgment stare. I'd try really hard not to, anyways. And yeah, I mean, I've had some pretty bad experiences with that. We had a flight where I had, my son was 18 months and we were flying to Europe and he screamed for six and a half hours straight. And, you know, I, I always will remember that feeling. So I see people and they have their little problems. I'm like, yeah, that's, I, I feel what you're going through and you know, I'm sorry. And I wish I had a card to give you right now and some chocolates and a flower and speak. Like, You'll get through this buddy. You'll get through this. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. We, we eventually got her to move on, not really calm down. She's still upset, but, uh, we, we proceeded to decide, okay, we're going to walk home now. And, uh, she was quite upset. Um, and that was, you know, for maybe a few minutes until as we're walking home, she saw near a bakery near us and then proceeded to drop the, you know, I couldn't slide, but maybe I could get a cupcake. And we caved. But I wanted a cupcake too. As it they goes, it's completely understandable. Bakery.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, again, it's it's these these emotional sort of you know I don't outburst. I don't know if that's the the right way to describe it. But like these emotional expressions are are occurring with with more and more frequency, and so it's this concept that I use as the three is That you know, as we ourselves and our kids, I imagine, get into their teens, hormones just start. It's like, here's a computer system, and by the way, I'm going to go and upgrade the CPU, and I'm going to upgrade the power supply, and let's see if the computer can handle these upgrades that just start to occur. Yeah, I kind of feel that Baby Force is getting there. I mean, they're feeling things. They've
1: always felt things, obviously, but now they're feeling more things and they're more cognizant of the things they're feeling. And they don't necessarily have the proper channels that you or I might have at this stage in our life to say, this is what I'm feeling and this is why I'm feeling it. And so instead, these mm-hmm. things happen. And so, yeah, it's, it's a large part of learning how to, I mean, it's not really, it, it's a matter of controlling your feelings, but also not repressing your feelings. Because, I mean, the whole thing where if you don't, if you're telling your child not to feel this or not to feel that you want them to feel everything they're feeling, just sort of learn how to constructively hold that, that those feelings eventually. And so this is all part of the phase of getting there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's, we're pretty good about that. I think and there are times where she'll, she'll do something like she has pushed me and pushed her mom in, Anger. And uh that's generally an instant disqualification timeout situation. Um, the physical contact. It's okay to yell in one heavy, but the physical contact, uh, just not sure that's the best way. No, not at all. Um, so I mean, there there are times and you know, like when that happens, I think she she understands the moment it, it's occurred, it's like, oh, I've just made mistakes. Like you, I mean, I'm actually almost proud that she processes it. Like, cause you can see that. Like I've, I've made a very poor choice. Yeah. What did I um, just do? Right. But the problem is the choice was made. And obviously I'm, I bring through repercussions or ca- like it's the cause and effect. Like this is, you've done this, you know, you're not supposed to like, I'll even reason with her. What did you do? I did this. Is that allowed? No. Um, does that mean you're naughty? Yes. What happens when you're naughty? This okay, so having gone through here, what like she sure reasons, but by then it's I don't want the air.
1: Yeah, and and using this using the naughty term is sort of I don't know I, I I I wouldn't do that personally. It's just sort of getting that idea into their head that you know speaking out is bad or or fighting fighting authority is is a thing they shouldn't do. And I don't know in this world that's a that's a safe lesson but I don't also so yeah it just kind sort of strikes me hmm. I don't know where I'd go with it but totally in the posi-
0: yeah I I guess I haven't really thought about it in that in that broad sense it's more of the, it's, it's more like you know, like the what you've done is outside of boundaries that are permissible at the time mean, like, again
1: yeah and these sure. are this is what we've set these are our expectations sort of deal. So yeah,
0: it's yeah. yeah. Ultimately though, it was all good. I mean, today she went on a secret mission with mom to buy me a gift. Um, I don't believe baby force understood that the concept of a secret mission is not to actually share details of said mission. So I don't know what her future will be in, uh, the, uh, IMF if she ever gets the call, but Hey, she's got a few years to, to train.
1: My wife personally hates surprises, and so both the kids got that in their genes, too, where they both hate surprises. And so if I even let on the slightest, if my eye flickers the wrong way, they'll be like, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? What did you get? And it used to drive me nuts. And I told my wife once upon a time, this is why she didn't get surprises anymore, because she would just like if I even gave on a little bit, she would hound me until I finally gave up. and was like, Okay, fine. This is what it is and it would ruin the entire thing, and I'd be mad, and she'd be mad, and it wouldn't be happy. So we don't really do that anymore. But also, the the kids sort of have that too, where they don't like surprises. So if you do surprises to them, they're just going to keep poking at you until finally you tell them what it is. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah, surprises are ish a thing here. I mean, I say ish a thing simply because um, they do still happen. The thing about it, though, actually just started on the concept of surprises. Um, Baby Force loves them. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that's a surprise. Ooh, ooh I can't wait. Like her her response is like, what I can't wait, I can't wait. But she's like, she's eager for the surprise to reveal itself. I don't know how she has that level of control because I think I'm more like maybe your wife and your kids where it's like, I won't maybe poke, 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 or piss, like what's it, what's it, what's it, but I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to try to dig a little, scrape a little, you know, nudge yeah
1: and i am was on the other side like somebody says i have a surprise like, i have a surprise for you i'm like oh okay and then they like, don't you want to know what it is i'm like no you can tell me whenever you get around to it or whatever and i just go on with my day and i think that sort of drives like that's the opposite side where that kind of drives my mm. my wife nuts where she's like but i want to tell you and i'm like no i don't want to know no it's a surprise
0: well so, okay so i mean again a little off the rails here but like if, if she's like i have a surprise for you and she wants to tell you, is it really a surprise? No. See, that's the thing, right? Like that. I mean, I'm just sort of log- using my, my mind here and, and that might be, again, a problem. Yeah. But if it's, hey, John, I have a surprise for you. It's this. That in its one instance, you could be like, oh, I am surprised that you have given me this. But when you say, I have a surprise for you, full stop. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That is a (laughs) fair response. I, I, in fact, I think if, if baby force or my wife were to come up and say, I have a surprise for you, I actually think I would respond. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's
0: pretty much it. I don't know if I would say, oh, what is it? I would simply say, okay. But if you were to say, oh, I have a surprise for you and this is what it happens to be or, or I have a surprise for you. Can you guess what it is? I might entertain that. But if you just say, I have a surprise for you, period, full stop, end of sentence, pause wait for your answer sure but if you do that if
1: it's the whole guess what it is then I have to go outlandish because you know it just it's to entertain the kids so oh, in that I, time I, I it's totally like you know too. yeah totally
0: yeah I mean it's uh is it a beluga whale did you get me a beluga it's downstairs in is the it car pink get it here. yeah exactly oh it's not a beluga it must be a moose I want a moose I've
1: always wanted a moose
0: so yeah, yeah totally I I, I, I I love baby force right now because if she says, guess what, daddy, guess what I got? I'm like, it's a moose. No daddy. I didn't get a moose. Like the fact that no matter how Atlantish my answer can be, she takes it as if it was the word. And, and I'm, I'm good with that.
1: Yeah. So priceless. take it while you can.
0: Eventually that. Yeah. Once it goes away, it's like, oh, I should have stopped saying moose because my goodness, she got so upset with me. Yeah, I'm still in in that
1: phase where I don't think it'll ever go away. Like, there's a part of me that wants to think that, and then I know it will eventually, but it still hasn't hit here either. So
0: you have a few more years Mm -hmm. left anyways. Um, Speaking of Moose, I'm going to segue into just sort of a a game that I've been checking out. I've yet to buy. It's called Valheim. It's like a procedurally generated uh, sort of Viking survival game. Okay. Uh, But the concept is, is that you, um, essentially it's open world and you slowly sort of build out, out your home base. You start off with like a, a small hut, you build it up. And over time with experience, you can start hunting things like moose, what have you, um, and then explore the world. But then you have to contend with like environmental concerns, blah, 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 blah. And if you happen to perish, well, that game then means you sort of start over, you retain some of what you've learned. It's sort of like this ge- concept of generational passing on. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, that's another title for me to buy and maybe not play. Uh, what platform are you talking about here? Just Yeah, this is, it'll be on PC. It's on Steam. It's an early yep. release, so it's PC. Um, there's actually another game on Steam that caught my interest. It's like a... It, it, it looks very much like... Um, uh, the Zelda Link to the Past sort of concept. Uh, sort of top-down, again, procedurally generated uh, dungeons that are supported with a story. Um, it can be up to four-player, multiple-class system. It, it would be like A Link to the Past where, in a in a more modern world, to be honest. That's the best way I could describe it. Okay, Graphics look very similar. That's another game, again, I'll probably buy and not play. But it looks cool. Yeah, I have a
1: lot of those. My Steam list is quite extensive, and I think I've played like four of them. And I played Mm -hmm. those four really, really hard. But the rest of them, you you get, like, the humble bundles online every now and then. And, like, and you see it's, like, 20 games for $10. bucks. i am like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play that game and that game and that game. And so I get it. And it goes to charity or whatever. So that's great. But then I don't actually end up playing the games. And so, so, yeah, at one point, I think I'll sit down and play them for, like, three years straight. I think probably between, like, when I'm... I'm figuring probably between like 88 and 91, like that age range mm-hmm. will probably be a good time to sit down and play those because I won't want to move a whole lot. So, you know, that's
0: fine. Yeah. The uh, the game that I was just talking about, it's called Rogue Heroes Ruins of Tassos. Okay. Um, it actually has a demo um, that's playable. Like I, I it's kind of like a puzzle or kind of like how, you know, Zelda was. And I reached a point in a dungeon where I honestly believe It's a bug because I've reached like a dead end that there's no introductory puzzle mechanic that seems to exist. I mean, it could be that I haven't, could be I'm completely missing the point. And at that point, well done. But when you have sort of introductory dungeons, they're typically not designed to break your ability to play that early because of a puzzle
1: yeah and zelda's always hit and miss it either i mean i love zelda all the zeldas but it either teaches you too little or teaches you just way too long there's like one of them that it's like the first four hours is nothing but learning and that's that's too much Mm -hmm. but there's others where it just you know you start and there you go so so yeah growing up in our generation we should be able to handle those kind of things but sometimes we just can't and we're soft enough.
0: Well, that I was actually wondering, is it that I'm soft or is it that like this is now the technology that procedural generation exists? And is it possible that through procedural generation, there's a kink in the the chain where do this to get to that. But the problem is you also had to do this, but you couldn't get to this until you had done that. Yeah,
1: But you're probably the age now where that's a good excuse anyways, whether it's true or not. You can just be like, yeah, no, that's a bug and turn it off. And it it wasn't you. It was the bug. (laughs) Obviously, it doesn't matter if that's true or not, but.
0: It's true. That's true. Uh how's the uh the PlayStation 5 treating you? Still well?
1: Uh yeah, I've been going I've been doing a lot of uh, Astro's Playroom lately. I've been going through there and and as people have said about it, it's it, it is a gigantic ad for PlayStation, but it's just really mm-hmm. done well and and yeah, I, like I thought at first I would get sick of it pretty quickly and it and I didn't. You know, I went through the levels but now I'm back in collecting all the collectibles and doing that kind of stuff. And so I've done a lot of that. And then I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man miles Morales as well. And also back on the switch, we've been playing a lot of high rolls warriors. So that's a good one for my son and I to play at the same time. And so we sit there and kill moblins and stuff. So that's pretty great.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean the fact that it can be done couch co-op style, um, it's, I feel with like it because I like I like the Zelda franchise. The co op component is what gives me a lot of curiosity, which is why I think this this other you know sort of Steam title that's in uh, EA the the was it Rogue Heroes I think is what it was yeah Rogue Heroes or Rogue Stasis the co op part Zelda it's not Zelda but it's Zelda esque. I like co op. It's one of the reasons why last night I was playing Warzone. I am absolutely not good at this game, but I really enjoy hanging out with people and just shooting the proverbial Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i didn't like any of the other the dynasty warriors or the things that came before i had no interest in that but once they threw the whole zelda storyline on it even the first Hyrule warriors i didn't really have much interest in it but then once they linked it so closely to breath of the wild and all of that it was something like oh yeah i have to play that and now we're i think 36 hours in or something it's kind of ridiculous Mm -hmm. but uh we've thoroughly enjoyed it so it's been great Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'd recommend. Awesome.
0: Well, I will uh again, I have it. I gotta fire it up. Maybe if I can find TV time. Although the switch, the switch, in fairness, I could sit here and I could play with it just in my hands. It's true. Um I'm yeah. just spoiled with the TV in so, the living room. So that's actually been the thing
1: lately where um my son is is getting into Spider-Man. And so I, you know, he's at the right age now. We we let him play. I mean, when it originally came out for the PlayStation Four he watched me sometimes, but then we were like also, oh, I don't know, it's a little violent and you're punching a lot of people and all of that. It's cartoon violence, but still. And now we're letting him play it himself. And so we have that whole thing where he's playing on the PlayStation and my daughter will be holding the switch off the side. And you know, when you the pandemic game time, it's just something you need every now and then. So they've that's totally mm-hmm. been our household where multiple faces have screens in front of them for multiple periods of time.
0: Yeah. yeah baby force just simply plays whatever farmville like game that my wife has on her tablet they just sit there and, and baby force will be like mama mama i collected six penguins oh, cool <laughs> six penguins that's oh, and, awesome oh, by the way I, I spent all your gold coins like you know too. like and then a mama gets upset because she worked hard for those gold coins
1: you can always hit the I buy really more button.
0: Well, that's the thing. I really hope my wife has parental control set up or purchase pin enabled because maybe for she, she'd be buying stuff. Mm-hmm. We go broke with a, you know, $10,000 bill for, you know, e-coins. Oh yes. The Zynga marketplace or whatever it would be. Anyway, here we are at the end of our show, our special Valentine's episode that's really not all that special. And the only reason it's Valentine's is because we're recording on February 14th. Yeah. And I really told about it. everyone, well, no, I, I think we care about it a lot because, John, you know, I love you a latte.
1: I love you a latte too. I'm glad you choo choo choosed me. <laughs>
0: If you're looking for more of us, you can find us online. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash nerdydadcast, facebook.com slash nerdydadcast, nerdydadcast nerdydadcast.com, feedback at nerdydadcast.com. Obviously, you can shoot us an email if you would rather go that route. Um, I was thinking I'd get a fax machine set up because I think generationally we might be the last generation that understood the concept of a fax machine.
1: Hopefully. I hope so.
0: They still exist because, like, occasionally i will be like, oh, can you fax this to us? And I'm like, for real? Like, on what? <laughs> can I can I take a
1: picture and email it to you? You know, there's actually apps for that. You can scan a picture into your phone and then it'll fax it to a fax machine. I've had to do that. It's ridiculous. Oh, really?
0: Okay. I Because, like, I have, like, a scan app Yeah, to scan documents. But, but yeah, like, when it's like, can you fax this to us? It's like. It's like a service it will you have to pay a quarter or
1: something for them to do it, but, you know, mm. yeah, whatever.
0: A quarter, just like how much phone calls used to cost to us. Now, if you can actually find a payphone, it's like, please insert your credit card.
1: Yeah, if you can find a payphone, it's dirty and you don't want to touch it, so I wouldn't even put my credit card in it.
0: I I mean, I was of the thought that if you've used payphones in Vancouver, you have immunity to a variety of different uh, bugs. Um, (laughs) That's how, yeah, COVID immunity, herd immunity is from the telephone
1: booth booths.
0: Well, and that's, yeah, I mean, correlation between the disappearance of phone booths on the corner and... No, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, no, no, we don't do conspiracies here, so we're going to cut that one off.
0: Yeah, I mean, the tinfoil is now coming off of our heads.
1: Although if you want to tweet to us about Um, it, we'll maybe listen
0: yeah i must admit i do miss seeing payphones every so often i don't think i'd ever need to use one but there's some comfort it's like the good old days any um any final words of wisdom you want to share with all of your listeners there john i know but i'd like to say hi to our
1: new listeners in romania i believe came up on the list this week where we have a we Mm -hmm. have a following romania this week so uh hello to you all i'm not i don't know romanian i didn't do any research in advance so hopefully when you're listening you understand what we're saying and hi we love you and you know tweet us it's great
0: yeah the uh, I, I genuinely wonder when i see the statistics that show us charting in international locations is that a, the work of a vpn or are we just real popular everywhere other than canada or is that
1: thing like when you leave when you're watching like a youtube channel or something and you finish your video and you just turn it off and leave it running, it'll just cycle through other videos. So, you know, somebody could mm. be listening to a parenting podcast for Romania and they just, uh, leave it on. And finally six or 7,000 podcasts later, there we are. So yeah, that could be
0: Uh final words of wisdom from me. Uh, remember the, uh, the court system when dealing with your children, uh, in house, uh, doesn't always, and well as I have learned um, but make sure that uh, any punishments associated to uh, any uh, infractions is either time served or simply you know love and affection really? that is the extent of punishments really just think of it as
1: an impeachment
0: also really it doesn't happen and on that note man we we okay we just hit two, two topics that uh, could potentially get us into uh the conversations of some so hey if that was, tickles your fancy is it's feedback at nerdy so on behalf of john myself chris can ask you to do that very special thing that's uh stay nerdy my friends